Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. Hello, hope you had a good weekend. Thanks for downloading today's podcast on Monday the 27th of November. Coming up here from the Gillingham manager after their disappointing defeat on Saturday. But first, there's been a mixed response to plans to ban vehicles from another part of Deal High Street. Council bosses want to stop people driving on the section between Union Road and Stanhope Road. Kate has more for the podcast. Well, the plans apply to the north section of the High Street, which is currently pedestrianised from 10am until 2pm on Saturdays only. The town council has met with officials at Kent County Council to see if the same four-hour restriction can be brought in on every day of the week. Meetings and surveys have already been carried out and a questionnaire was sent to each household in deal for feedback. We're told the proposed permanent pedestrianisation was ranked second in a prioritisation exercise. And what sort of reaction has there been from traders? So it's important to note that the south section of the High Street from the South Street to Park Street is already closed to traffic, but some shop bosses feel extending the ban will not help trade. The owner of Teresa Hair Fashion said it would kill her business if the road outside her store is shut seven days a week. She claims her earnings halved when the Saturday closure came into force and that deal wouldn't be the same if it were to lose its independent businesses. Leanti Peacock, who's owned Pepper's Health Foods for 20 years, says the ban would cause a huge issue for deliveries and elderly customers. But others are in favour of the idea. Amanda Goring, who's the manager of Gridlock Shoe Shop, thinks the move will attract more people to the area. She says the closure makes the town look more appealing and it's safer. Lou Dehenen from Filbert's Food is also supporting the plans. She says families often have to walk in the road as the pavements are so narrow. So when will the final decision be made? Well, the council say they're preparing to put the idea out to formal public consultation. It's due to be launched at the end of the year or early next year. A decision on the plans will be made after that. Thanks, Kate. Kent Online reports. A Kent police detective's avoided losing his job after making racist comments about foreign gangs and Albanians. Jamie Wheel, who'd previously managed a hate crime team, was reported by a junior colleague. The 49-year-old from Canterbury has been found guilty of gross misconduct and demoted to the rank of constable. People living in two blocks of flats in Margate have been told they need to move out because their homes aren't safe. Weymouth House and Stratford House were only built nine years ago, but the housing associations announced plans to demolish them due to structural issues. Residents will have to leave by next May and have been offered compensation. Now, figures show more than 170,000 children across Kent haven't been seen by an NHS dentist in the last year. That's nearly half of youngsters in the county. Adults are also struggling to get an appointment, with 63% going at least two years without seeing a dentist. The government's being urged to step in and address the issue. Nicola's been chatting to Tunbridge Wells Lib Dem candidate Mike Martin. The major problem that we have at the heart of NHS dentistry is the way the contracts are arranged. So that's how dentists get paid for the work that they do. So they're not paid a salary, but they do work to us, for us as patients, and then the government reimburses them. And the way that that works at the moment, it has for a long time, is based on a units of dental activity contract. So basically, we all know this when we go to the dentist or when we used to go to an NHS dentist, you pay so much for a filling and and so much for a root canal and all the rest of it. But actually, that's not enough. That's really not paying dentists enough for their time. And so we need to move to a slightly different system that's weighted in a way that prioritizes new patients those groups like pregnant women and children that need greater access to dental care and also prioritises prevention. 
And it's not just us, the Liberal Democrats, that are arguing for that. This is the chair of the Health and Select Committee in a recent report in July this year. And the chair of that committee is a Conservative MP, and he branded the current state of NHS dentistry as completely unacceptable in the 21st century. So there's been a long, long history to this, and the problem has been coming to a head for a long time. But it seems that now we are really at crisis point. And for children not to access a dentist, I mean, yes, it might not be the, the thing we all look forward to doing, but I, the younger you start going to a dentist, as yeah. soon as you, you get your teeth coming through and they need to be checked, I guess the less yeah. um, kind of scary for some people it might be. Because And if they're not going to one, chances are when they're older, they're not going to go and see a dentist, I, I suppose. Absolutely. So these habits start uh, very young. I've got a very young daughter and and. We are starting her, of course, brushing her teeth, even though those teeth are going to fall out in a few years. Um, she's going to get that habit. And you're exactly right. It's going to the dentist uh, initially with their parents and then going on their own sets the habit um, of a lifetime. And, you know, particularly, again, I come back to for, for pregnant women, uh, dental uh, bacteria and decay can can be a huge threat to the pregnancy and for new mothers. And then again, for children, it gets so serious that tooth decay is this number one reason that six to 10 year olds go to hospitals are admitted to hospital. So this is a huge problem. It's not just your teeth. It has huge knock on effects across the rest of your health, physical and mental. And of course, at the moment, we can't ignore we have this cost of living crisis. Is that another reason that's putting people off? If perhaps in the past they might have said, OK, I'll, I'll sign up as a private patient. They just simply can't afford to do that anymore. Well, there are several areas and, and Tunbridge Wells is now one of those areas that are branded dental deserts. So it's impossible to go to the dentist and perhaps you can miss an annual checkup. But if you've got tooth pain or decay um, uh, you know, for those of us who've had tooth pain, it, it cuts right through you and it has to be dealt with. So if you're lucky enough, you can afford to pay and you go. But if not, and, and this is what's really shocking and again came up in the select committee report from the Health and Social Care Committee. Some people are pulling out their own teeth with pliers. And this is Britain and it's 2023. And so to have the choice of paying through the nose you know private dentists are expensive or if you can't afford that to pull your own teeth out with pliers uh, how have we got to this situation it's become a major issue with particular concern for children missing appointments dr shushil Tatani is a dentist at kent smile studio he's been telling kate how parents can help the situation what we encourage at kent smile studio is as soon as the child is born, they're brought in uh, with their parents' routine examination. As the child is able to, they actually sit on the parent's lap. So even though we're not examining them, it becomes normal for them. So when they do actually eventually sit in that chair, uh, maybe in a parent's lap or not, they're able to open their mouth because that trust has built up. They see the parents trust the dentist and, you know, children learn from the adult's behaviour. So if psychologically the, the parent is accepting um, opening their mouth to a dentist and being examined, then the child will too. So it's important they're introduced to a dental environment from an early age. 
How available are dentists to parents within Kent? It's not available, especially in Kent. It's 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 difficult to get a booking. Even my own practice, one of them is NHS, one of them is private. We haven't accepted new NHS uh, for the last uh, five years. So, you know, children are being neglected. Um, we, in our private practice, we do accept a lot of private children patients. And it, it's, not, it's not the idea that we want to make more money. In fact, in, in private dentistry, children will actually lose money. It's about getting them in. And the government need to actually sort out this contract so those who are vulnerable, those on low socioeconomic status, low income, our children are not ignored. So they need to really have a reform of the contract that promotes um, us accepting a new um, children NHS patients because at the moment you can't conditionally accept so we can't we can't say okay we'll see um, the parents privately, we see the children NHS, we can't do things like that because it's against NHS rules which is something we used to be able to do in the olden days. So all of those patients would then either have to go private at their own expense or look, what would you suggest, outside of Kent for a dental practice? Yeah, we always recommend that if they're desperately looking for a dentist under the NHS, we would recommend they contact NHS 111 to actually find out. But we are aware that 90% of dental practices in Kent aren't accepting new NHS patients, maybe adult or children. The government insists they're introducing new measures to tackle the problem. A lorry driver who tried to smuggle a convicted criminal into the UK through Dover has been jailed. His truck was stopped at the docks in August and Border Force officers found an Albanian man hidden under a blanket. The 46-year-old from Lithuania has been locked up for 18 months. The owner of a food truck parked up next to a cafe with a zero-star hygiene rating says it's affecting his business. The A20 Grill in Smeath has a five-star hygiene rating, but its proximity to the Blue and White Cafe is losing the boss customers. He says their negligence is nothing to do with him and the council are happy with how he runs his van. Kent Online News. A Tunbridge Wells man says he's lucky to be alive after he developed symptoms of a rare and often symptomless cancer. Lorry driver Alex Watson went to the doctor with severe itching across his body and something funny in his urine. He was prescribed allergy creams but his condition got worse and he was later diagnosed with a form of cancer that was growing in his pancreas. He was able to undergo an operation and has now been given the all clear. Reporter Ben Austin spoke to Alex about his diagnosis. I would say I was lucky because um, from what I've read into the um, in, in, into the, the, the cancer itself, it, it doesn't always um, provide symptoms. So, yeah, I, I think it was a saving grace, really, that I did get these symptoms, um, uh, you know, towards the just before I went into into the hospital, um, because I would have been none the wiser if, if um, you know, these symptoms hadn't showed up. Um, I would have just carried on my my daily life and things could have been a lot worse. Um, You know, I I could have gone into hospital and by then it could have been too late. So I'm just glad that I went in when I did. So what I would say uh, to anyone that, um, you know, doesn't feel right, go and get yourself checked, basically. Um, Even if you've got the slightest of symptoms, um, just, just, just go and get yourself checked. It, it could save your life. As far as you know, you're you're in the clear. You, you're given the yeah. you're given the green light on when, what was it yeah. Wednesday? That's um, right. Yeah. And you're now setting up a you've set up a GoFundMe. Uh, yes. To try and organise a music event. Um, yeah. Tell us a bit about that. 
Um, basically, yeah, I've, I've, I've never done anything like this before, but I thought it'd be a lovely thing to do um, to try and raise some funds or as much much money as I can for for uh, Neuroendocrine Cancer UK, um, the charity that um, regarding the, the, the tumour and the cancer that I've had. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm putting on a, a music event um, in my hometown, Tunbridge Wells, um, in it's hopefully going to be May next year. Um, so yeah, just a just a gathering to get friends and family together and just to raise yeah much as I possibly can. In other news, plans have been revealed for a new care home opposite a supermarket in Whitstable. Developers want to build a three-storey facility with 75 bedrooms off Old Thanet Way near Tesco. Previous attempts to build on the land have fallen through, with two applications being refused by the local authority. A Kent council with the third highest proportion of greenbelt land in the country is considering allocating some of it to meet growing housing demands. Bosses in Sevenoaks are coming up with a new local plan after their previous one was rejected by a government inspector. They need to find space for more than 10,000 homes by 2040. A German driver's been caught going 120 miles per hour on the M20. He was stopped by police on his way to the port of Dover and given a £500 on-the-spot fine. In a post on social media, officers said he clearly thought he was on the autobahn, which has no speed limit. Kent Online reports. A group calling for the Kent Test to be scrapped are holding their first meeting to drum up support for their new campaign. The exam, which used to be known as the 11+, plus, decides which children can apply for a place at a grammar school. Time's up for the test was launched last year by Comprehensive Future. Nicola's been speaking to Joe Bartley, who lives in Whitstable and is from the group. The 11+, plus was started in a very different era. And uh, the fact it's still going on, despite the whole of education changing and most areas managing perfectly fine without grammar schools and 11 plus, we decided to sort of get people active and start a campaign. Obviously, when like minded people come together, their their voice is louder. Are you hoping that that means you are going to be able to to force and force some form of change or bring an end to this system? I think I think it's quite an interesting time because we have a potential Labour government next year who are a lot more on our side. They haven't committed to anything to do with phasing out grammar schools, but they're definitely a bit sceptical about the benefits of a whole divided secondary education. You know, they're against grammar schools being built elsewhere. They're completely against that. So how how can they believe that they should still exist where they where they are going ahead? And most of the education world does support the idea that um, primary schools should not be running a test and dividing pupils into two groups. So we hope that gathering together people who believe us will kind of amplify their voices and sort of like me. It seems in Kent at the moment that I know loads of people who don't like the system, but they're very quiet. They're sort of, you know, everyone's a little bit afraid to speak out. So hopefully getting people together will help and we'll, we might start a, a little bit of a movement. Why not? Do you think it's because perhaps they think it's been going on for some time, it's never going to change? You know, these things, it's been happening for long enough, like surely we can't make uh, yeah, a difference. Yeah, absolutely. There's a feeling, I think there's some people in Kent who actually just don't even think that it doesn't happen. I mean, my son said, why isn't there a Kent test everywhere else? I didn't know that, Mum. You know, it's like they just assume that you have to do this, that, that children, the top 25% of children need different schools. It's kind of like just established here. 
whereas elsewhere in the country they think what the 11 plus is still going on and so it's kind of like it's quite strange and also it doesn't fit modern times you know did you know that nearly 50 percent of people now go to university so why are we selecting 25 percent for grammar schools you know loads of children go to university who attend our non-selective schools so what is the point even of having grammar schools so yeah it's a very strange idea that it's just gone on and on and I'm afraid, yeah, people do think it's never going to change and it never will change unless people start campaigning. If you support ending the Kent test, come along to our meeting at the Friends Meeting House at seven o'clock and, uh, and join us and, and, and let's talk about how we can actually make this happen. Elsewhere today, plans for a new Domino's in Tenterden have been given the go ahead. It'll be taking over the former Lloyds Bank on the High Street, which has been empty for nearly seven years. The proposals were approved despite concerns about the noise and smell. A brewery near Sevenoaks has revealed plans for a new winter garden. Bosses at Western Brewery want to create a glassed-off area for customers to enjoy all year round. It'll include extra seating to replace the current gazebos. And a five-star hotel for cats near Ashford has gone up for sale. Hotel Kitty in Ruckinch has 16 luxury rooms with webcams so owners can check up on their pets. The business is on the market for £1.7 million. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham have slipped to ninth in the League Two table after losing 3-1 at Tranmere Rovers. Saturday's opposition are third from bottom but managed to get the better of the Jills. Manager Stephen Clements has been telling reporters how he feels about the result. Very disappointed. Um, obviously I'm still learning a lot about uh, everybody here, about, and about the players and the way things are and what's gone on in the past. But... Um, I didn't like what I saw today uh, from the team, so we've got to improve on that. Uh, and we will do, got no doubt about that. We will definitely improve on that. Uh, I, I felt in the first half we were fully in control and then we conceded a, a goal which is, um, well, has some basic errors in it which shouldn't happen. And then we have a mad sort of start to the second half where um, they, get, they score a second and again, every goal can be avoided, uh, but we, uh, we, we should do better for the second and the third goal. And, um, but then the game's pretty much done. So, look, we might have had a lot of control in the first half, but did we create enough? No, we didn't. But um, look, just because we done well last week um, doesn't mean every week's going to be the same. Um, and there's no way we're going to turn up at every game and, and dominate. Um, but when you are in difficult moments, what I do expect is um, that you, you, you get yourself through them difficult moments and you don't concede. And if you have to get everybody behind the ball and uh, defend solidly for a period of time, that's what we have to do. And that's what we, uh, we'll be telling the boys in the future. The most frustrating thing, having gone 1-0 down, you didn't see the, the reaction that you would have liked? Um, well, obviously the goal came very close to half-time, didn't it? And then obviously the, the, the next two come very quickly. I was, I, again, since you before, I felt quite positive at half-time. I felt positive at half-time against Wrexham. I thought that we had a great chance to come back into the game, not to just draw level. I thought we had a good chance to win it. Um, but look, we didn't we didn't defend our box well enough at the start of the second half. And uh, if you don't do that, whoever you play against, uh, you're in professional football, you're going to concede goals. Um, obviously, Connor scored a good free kick at the end and we had one or two chances later on. Uh, but for all the control and possession we had in that first half, we probably didn't create enough. Is it good in the way that you've got a game on Tuesday that you can get back at home, on home turf? Definitely, definitely. I've just said that to the boys. Um, need to see a reaction. 
the, the supporters will want to see reaction and um, and I'll be demanding that as well. We need, um, look, far too many times this season we win a game and then we lose one. We win a game and then we lose one. Now we need to start finding a bit of consistency. Um, and and we, we will, we will, uh, but it's uh, it's, it's going to... Yeah, it's going to take time. Tomorrow's game is against AFC Wimbledon at Priestfield. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories directed to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.